Hello and welcome to the Movie Bunker Podcast. It's me, Matt. Hey, it's me, Chris. Hey, Chris. How hey. you doing? Hey, hey. We're in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, initially interesting and fun and new and unique. And now it's just a bit like, oh, I just want to go outside and hug a random person. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. I never wanted to do that ever. But mm. Right. To put it into perspective a little bit, what, what week are we in now in terms of lockdown in the UK currently? Is it week six or week five? We're in... Or less than that. God knows. I have no idea anymore. Okay, we're we're well into it, aren't we? I mean, we're talking yeah. about potentially going back to work in the next two or three weeks as we record Deep. this podcast. It's the twenty seventh of April, so yeah, we've been we've been in lockdown for numerous weeks, and it is cray cray, isn't it? As they as the youth <laughs> say, we do this normally anyway, but it means this, these things are a little bit more interesting because you know if you're not speaking to people like work colleagues or just normal people, then these sort of things have a little bit more. Uh, um, What's the word? Just a bit more the enjoyable. We're, we're, we're probably lost um, listeners because out, everyone's out there making their own podcasts. Amazon have run out of podcast mics. Um, yeah. iTunes hit a million episodes, not a million episodes, a million different shows oh, wow. uh, this, this last week. So, yeah, there's certainly something for everybody out there to fill yeah. their time with. Actually, it's a good, it's a good uh, time to say hello to our new listeners because, uh, you know, if anything, we've, we've gained some nice... New listeners in the lockdown. Yeah, we've gained a little chunk. <laughs> yeah, it's been nice. That's really nice. And, and let's say hello to everybody out there who's uh, tuned in, tuning in for the sort of first time. Well, what do we do on the podcast for those who are brand, brand spanking new? Well, on this podcast, what we do is we take the lowest rated films that we can find and justifiably argue that haven't been reviewed well. And we, we, we have a little chat about them. And we try and find the good things from them and see if the reviewers are ever wrong. Um, and occasionally we get some guests along to um, throw their own opinion into the ring. In fact, it's been yeah. a lot of guests recently, to be fair. Yeah, we've had some fantastic guests and uh, sort of guests now starting to just join in on rubbish movies with us as opposed to finding, <laughs> yeah. finding movies that they, they like that uh, maybe their peers didn't uh, and just joining in to try and find good things. I mean, if we were to rename the podcast, we would call it, it can't be that bad, can it? That would be kind of, <laughs> that's our goal is to look at the, as you say, the worst ones and try and find the good stuff out of them. Or we could rename it, oh, this is going to be the one. This one. This is <laughs> well, the one that's going to buck the trend. And this movie that we're doing today, Master of Disguise, is I think up there, I think in all the, the podcast life span of two, two years nearly, I'd say yeah. this, this is the worst, I have to say, the worst film I have ever seen. And I think that it might is... be the worst rated as well, because it's 3.3 on IMDb. Um, and I don't think we've done any lower than that. No, this was a gift way back in Christmas from one of our long-term <laughs> listeners. <laughs> That's Dar a very tenuous way of referring to it. Yeah, Darren's <laughs> gave us a gift, uh, and we finally got around to watching it. And, um, oh, well, here's the trailer. In a place of mystery... In a world of magic, one family's extraordinary power to change their appearance will be left in the hands of one man. Ah! Yeah. Oh, yes, I give it cheese. Nice, you like? Oh, yes, you like it cheese. Papa. Now, to solve a mystery. It is time for you to find your mother and your father. This simple waiter must become much more. 
Now I can teach you to become a master of disguise. Really? I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm going to Enough. be a This summer, your training begins now. Prepare to make the change. You are a fatty. <laughs> what is happening? Ah, save me! Save me! Sorry, Grandpa! He will need a partner. Assistants commonly fall in love with their disguisey masters. Can you resist, Pistachio? Can you resist me? I'll give it a shot. He will need practice. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Now you try. Who's your daddy? And a whole lot of patience. You got a little tomato soup with a crouton? No. You got some Neapolitan ice cream, you know, you got the vanilla chocolate strawberry. One of the greatest things ever invented. And you don't got it! Dina Carvey. I am Prince Lalejama. Swove, Terry Swove. Are you a member of the Turtle Club? Am I not turtly enough for the Turtle Club? Tell me when you my show. No, no, no. Where'd he go? <laughs> The master of disguise. I think it's time for you to go. This is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. Did you just tell me to shut up? Yes. So that was probably the best bits of it, to be fair. Oh no, the trailer's fucking awful. I've got to say, without this, is probably going to be a. Very I know, s- and that's the best bits. <laughs> this is going to be the, the sweariest podcast ever because I'm fuming. The the. the <laughs> Um, I thought, well, how how bad can it be? And yeah, I've right? got to I've got to say, I don't know what you feel about it. It's fucking awful, and it's, it's <laughs> there's nothing redeemable about this in any way, shape, or form. Um, I'll just we'll do the the basics, okay? Because let's this do is, the basics. Let's do the basics. So venting, Master of Disguise, two thousand and two adventure. I can't believe it was this late when I put this on because um, I actually had the DVD. You had to you had to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cheap. Um, and the, the, the DVD actually worked, and I was happy with that. Um, and yeah, I thought this was like a 1995, 96 film tops, but 2002. Yeah, adventure comedy it is. Um, <laughs> it's it's basically it's a vehicle, isn't it, for this um, the yeah, second so- half of Wayne's World, uh, Dana Carvey. I'll do the plops first, which is very short and sweet. An Italian waiter fights off a criminal mastermind with the with his inherited powers of disguise okay now dana carvey wrote this and he stars in it it's very much his um, thing it's directed by perry andlin blake he's he's a friend of the show is mr perry andlin blake is he um, and i think this is going to be the first time we've had a podcast where we're either referring to an actor or director that has featured on so many of our podcasts already, right? So yeah. to go through his career, it's basically all of the Adam Sander films, which means there's a lot of shit in here. <laughs> so it's so, Happy Gilmore, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he did Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. So he started strong, to be fair. You know, The Wedding Singer, love The Wedding Singer. The Waterboy, not so great. And then it starts to go downhill. Yeah, Paul Blatt, Moorcock and Jack and Jill. Yeah. I've both been on the podcast as well yeah. as this one. Um, reading down his list, there are about eight films here that we could easily do. So they've got Paul Tomorrow. Got... <laughs> Tomorrow, yeah. The Ridiculous Six, easily could do. Here Comes the Boom, I've considered doing that. 
Grown Ups. Uh, that was debatable. Some people love that film, and I, I can't see it myself. Don't mess with the Zohan. We could do that. Click. We could do that. So um, Adam Sandler, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird because Adam Sandler's just like in amongst all these. It's occasionally the good films, especially his serious work. Um, yeah, yeah. And The Longest Yard. I quite like The Longest Yard. That's not a bad film. Yes. Yeah, it's hit, it's hit and miss, but more mainly miss. Um, mainly miss, yeah. When well, he misses, he misses big. <laughs> yeah, and he's missed uh, some a hell of a lot of misses here. So the cast, okay. So Dana yeah. Carvey, he plays the son Pistachio Disguisey. Now, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Even the he, name's annoying. He's the son of um, Fabrizio Disguisey, and who is then and the grandfather that's got three main characters is is uh, grandfather Disguisey, uh, both played by Harold Gould and James Brolin. Um, you've got a love interest there to start with. Uh, well, it eventually does develop into a very strange uh, love interest with, with yep. uh, Jennifer Esposito, who plays Jennifer Baker. Now, she's been in a few bits and pieces. She's been in, in a, another film, which is called 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So she, she can act. Um, and she doesn't do too badly in this movie, to be honest. I feel incredibly sorry for everybody. And I, I, I mean, this is a case of the, one of those situations where I think no one said no to Dana Carvey. No one said, actually, hang on, this isn't funny. No one, you know, no. Like the, the, the 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 emperor's trap emperor's clothes if i want to say or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah he's wandering around doing doing this thing and no one's thought to stop and say what the fuck am i doing in this film brent spiner is, is, is james, in it as well yeah is james brolin josh brolin's dad wow I, I think he might be they look incredibly similar don't they yeah yeah and they got the same name yeah <laughs> <laughs> um brent is it brent spiner or brent spinner who would spinner uh, spinner who plays the 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 evil guy Devlin data. Bowman, yeah, Data from Star Trek, um, who's looking uh, like he wishes he could just basically sw- be swallowed up by a hole or be killed instantly. Yeah, so cast-wise, there's there's talent on screen, I think. There are people there that could potentially make a movie um, that doesn't suck. Uh, Keenan from Keenan and Kale's in this. There's, there's, there's others cameos. Yeah, yeah, but he's in it like for about two seconds. There's, there's cameos from, what, Bo Derek and the... Uh, the singer that used to be a singer. <laughs> Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson's in it. There's a the guy from Predators in it. Uh, he's a congressman as well, isn't he? Jesse Ventura. Yeah. yeah. And uh, is it one of the runners? Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson's in it. Yeah. Who, who, who's on my uh, Couch to 5K app? Rating-wise, I wanted to touch on the rating because we said it was like the lowest. I mean, on IMDb, this is a 3.3 out of 10, which yeah. is fucking low. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's 1%. Even wow. the even the audience score is thirty three percent. Oh, uh, movie forty three. Movie forty three. How much was movie forty three? Oh That's god, close. I just want to know if this is the lowest of the low. No, movie forty three four point three. So yeah, oh, it's a wow. point better. I'm going to just give a little bit of a plot synopsis. I know we've given like the main plot, but essentially, uh, Dana Carvey stars as an Italian waiter who works for his family sort of restaurant where his dad, the, dis- the disguises, the family name, oh, they, are, they are blessed with the ability to be able to disguise themselves and mimic, mimic themselves with like, like precision and, and finesse. And but it's are... not consistent, is it? That's my problem with it. And I know that sounds stupid in a film like this, right? Because both his dad and his granddad, when they disguise themselves, right? They look like the people, right? They, 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 they're not the same. Like, you know, Jessica Simpson, he's not just a man in a wig. It's just Jessica Simpson. 
But Dana Carvey's pistachio disguise himself. He's just, it's just him. Dressed up. Voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I hadn't, is it because he's still a rookie or he's still learning the ropes maybe? But... Oh yeah, maybe it's, maybe, maybe they could argue that, that he's, because he's a rookie still. He's, he's not fully mastered the ability to wear a mask. But Brent Spiner plays like a... Spinner. Spinner, <laughs> sorry. Brent Spinner plays the crook uh, who's sent to prison or caught by his by Pistachio's dad because yeah. it basically rumbles him and, and stuff. And so when he gets out of jail, he seeks revenge and he holds them, he kidnaps them basically, his dad and his his mum. And then it's Dan Carvey or Pistachio's job then who's... Well, basically, God, Harold Gold, who plays the grandfather disguise, he turns up as some sort of like Obi-Wan Kenobi character to say, yeah. right, it's in you, you're a disguisey, and I'm going to teach you the ways of the disguisey, right? Because there's loads <laughs> of different things in there which kind of allude to like the mystical arts and shit. Yeah, hold on, I'm making notes of some of this stuff. So there's like, their version of the Force is called the um, Energico. Okay. Energico is the, the ability to become someone else, become someone else, become someone else, I believe is the mantra that they cite and then they do something horrible like blackface. <laughs> oh God, well, we'll talk a bit about um, some of the kind of offensive stuff a, a bit later on, but Pistachio doesn't just sort of dress up, he physically does a little chant and a mantra thing and then he becomes the character that he can't, con- he basically, once he's in it, he can't control it and he's to be kind of snapped out of it. So he's yeah. taught that very early on that you just have to sort of believe that you are the Indian man. And then within a second, he is then a very a xenophobic, stereotypical, well, <laughs> racist Indian man. And, yeah. and then, or he's, yeah, as you say, uh, black-faced in, in a way, um, or just incredibly weird. And the characters that he pulls off are, Shit. Uh, so you've got Gabby <laughs> Num Nums, which is this old lady. And then you've got, um, he does like distinguished English gents. He does the turtle yeah. guy. I mean, we'll talk about the turtle guy a bit later on. I think, if, can, we, can we just pigeon it um, Car park turtle guy, right? Yeah, Cause, okay. Because I might insert a clip of turtle guy in here um, but a bit later on because that in itself is nightmare inducing because it's just... Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's weird. The, 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 um, right, so... My whole problem with this fucking film is that (laughs) it's just incoherent and insane and like there's no grounding in it, right? So you you can have zany, wacky comedies and it's fine. You have like the straight line, something to pitch them against sort of thing. But the, the problem is, is that no one around this character is sort of pointing out or, or there's no straight person. Like Jennifer Esposito, Esposito's character kind of tries to inhabit this sort of straight person. And I don't believe, I really believe the reason she was called Jennifer in here is with her character as well as her own name. Is I, I think she probably was just not acting at any point because like all she does is stand next to Dana Carvey looking confused at what he's doing. Yeah. And that requires no acting at all for this film <laughs> because it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It's just a lot of the things, a lot of the cutscenes don't seem to be connected in any way to each other. Like there's no actual plot. There's no grounding. There's no like comedy level of anything in this film. So, well, I, 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 I agree. And I find every segment or set piece didn't necessarily relate at all to the story. It's like they, they threw away how to make a movie book. It's like, it's not even 
filmmaking for dummies. It's just him saying, right, well, what characters can I do? What impressions am I known for on Saturday Night Live and stuff like that? Yeah. What, can I, what can I insert that's fresh and new and all this sort of thing? Um, and then just tries to find a way to connect the dots, I guess. And it wouldn't, I wouldn't mind so much if it's like, you talk about movie 43 for a second, because, yeah, okay, all of that was bad, but there were, bit, there were okay, there was a couple of scenes in it that I chuckled at, or that I found mildly amusing. There was segments of it that were, were okay. Whereas this, every single character, everything, every single line of dialogue, every set piece, everything just was just god awful to the fact where it's thinking, <laughs> This, this can't, this cannot be a 2004 movie. And you can see what he's trying to do. You can see he's trying to uh, like emulate Mike Myers in a in way. Like, can this be a yeah. start of a franchise? Am I going to get like a franchise off this, like, you know, um, Austin Powers or, you know, Shrek or whatever? But the Austin Powers thing is a good thing. Cause the same year that this came out, because my woman was watching this, my wife was sort of like, what house came out in that year? To give me some sort of grounding is like, you know, is this... 25 years old 30 years old you know was it the same as a comedy around the time so this came out the same year as the austin powers gold member so the the final was the final one yeah the last trilogy of uh, austin powers film which wasn't great but because it was a bit of a swan song i guess because that Mm. kind of comedy was on the wane really so this is probably why this also doesn't land because it's that same kind of wacky zany comedy but the austin powers thing because it had that fish out of water that um, the guy that used to be cool and of a place, they have that sort of scene setting where they have him initially in the 70s and everything that he does and is, is normal there and everything around him is, you know, as as vibrant and as large as he is. So when he's pulled out of that and he's acting the same way, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, um, absolutely, completely. So, but then this had the exact opposite. Like in the, in the credits for this film, they have like a, 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 a bunch of sort of like, uh, gag reels, bloopers, um, and sort of cutscenes. It's indistinguishable from the actual film itself. Yeah. In the sense that it's just cut together bullshit that doesn't make any sense. And there's a lot of characters in that that credit scene, which is I kind of noticed as well that don't weren't actually in the movie. So I don't know if I watched a different cut to you, but there's there's a big segment of a character that is shown in in like the the outtakes and stuff that doesn't yeah like a toy like, guy yeah yeah he sounds like king candy yeah exactly yeah 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 but there's all the things where he gets the cast to dance uh, you know it's uh, look like they're having a great time he's got uh, there's there's lots of uh, musical numbers in this or or, or musicians doing like a, a theme tune i noticed there's like four different master of disguise songs in different genres <laughs> that play throughout the movie um, oh God! Let's just talk about Pistachio for a second because how how he's pitched the the character. So he's not cool, right? He's not, not cool. he's not clever, really. He comes across as, as being a bit creepy. Um, you know, he's he, he's trying to be like, um, I guess his heart's in the right place. He's shown kindness to people and stuff like that, which could be applauded nowadays. Yeah, there's not enough kindness in movies, and I think if anything, you know, Pistachio is a kind guy if he's not completely fucking creepy at the same time. But at one point, um, Jennifer Esposito refers to him, and this is offensive, so I do apologise, as an absurd, an absurd, spastic little man. And I had to yeah. write that down. That is an actual line of dialogue that they've used in 20, uh, 2004. Now, I don't know, I know America are a little bit behind us in terms of the frames and, and terminologies that they can use in films 
regarding you know mental illness or, or anything like that but to refer to someone as a spastic in 2004 or any time really 2002 2002 sorry is is this is it's fucking awful well, um, I, I made three notes and the use of the word spastic was one of the notes that I made. yeah yeah and it, the offensiveness of it as well you know in terms of the yeah, the black face with the in, as soon as you did the indian man i was like what are you doing <laughs> it's like you, you no just no I mean, uh, and did, no one said, don't do the Indian guy. Just don't do it. Let's talk about Turtle Guy. Yeah, I don't mean to keep harping, but the name the Turtle Club, you know, it's just a name. I think you're taking it a little bit too literally. Turtle. May I help you? Are you a member of the Turtle Club? Well, not exactly. Not exactly. But am I not turtly enough for the Turtle Club? Is he okay? He's fine. He's fine, Turtle. Uh, turtle. Um, he's dreamt of this place ever since he was a child. Turtle. Um, do you think we can go in for a moment? We'll be out in five minutes. Please. All right. <laughs> turtle. Turtle. Okay. Not turtle. No. Turtle. No. Not turtle. No. So kind of the turtle guy is the first time we see Disguisey uh, in a disguise, right? So, yeah. you know, they, they, they got infiltrated. They got their first clue about the location of their, his father and mother, um, which is this cigar, which comes from the turtle club. So he goes to the turtle club and says, hey, we'll get to the turtle club. Um, and because he is uh, an idiot, uh, he, he dresses as a kind of turtle, but with yeah. like a, a quite a realistically turtly kind of face, right? Well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah imagine putting a skull cap on you know pointing your face out like your chin to make like a turtly face and then putting a big turtle suit on um with a with a tie or a bow tie or something thinking he's in he's infiltrating the turtle club dressed as a turtle right? yeah and his main thing all he says is turtle 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 that's all he does yeah but then <laughs> Then when he gets picked on by some sort of guys, regulars at the at the, uh, the turtle club, he disappears into his turtle shell or back into his outfit, pops out, yeah. and he bites yeah. one of their noses off. Yeah, but not but not in like a there's no blood or nothing. There's no like really. It's not, but the, he, he erases his nose. He erases his yeah. So he erases his nose. So the special effects team then go in afterwards and they just basically give this man no nose, yeah. and then he spits it back. And then yeah. the nose just reappears. What, What's wrong with that? What, <laughs> what fucking planet are we on here? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's... Um... <laughs> can't even say anything. No, no. It, it, I, 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 I was um, aghast uh, and as weirded out as you, just like, what the actual fuck? That's the point <laughs> when you realise that somebody should have just gone to Dana Carvey and gone, Dana, no. I mean, we, we can do it, but just, no, we're not doing that. It doesn't make any sense. This guy's not magical. He's not done any of these kind of powers things before. Yeah. How, the, how the fuck do you explain the fact that he's bitten off someone's nose and then spitted it back on his face again? <laughs> how, how do, and no one says anything. Yeah, yeah. And later on, Jennifer Esposito falls in love with this fucking prick. Yeah, she's seen yeah. him bite a man's nose off <laughs> and the, spit it back onto his face. 
he does a really bad um, Al Pacino um, impression impersonation as well, doesn't he? He was quite famous for doing Al Pacino impressions, I think. Yeah, yeah. Things. But it was just quite, you know, apt because it was Al Pacino's 80th birthday. The Jaws impression was all right. Was it? Was he Scottish though, that guy then? No. No. Because he sounded like he was doing like a Scottish accent. Well, he's Irish, isn't he? Oh, is it? Okay, it's I. Okay, it's Irish. That makes sense. I didn't know. I could never pinpoint the accent in the original movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it does the the, the dull eye uh, sort of kind of talk, and it's not a bad impression. I guess that's the thing that I got out of that is. But again, in the in the whole scheme of things, it makes no fucking sense. Where they yeah, chase yeah. this guy, and then all of a sudden they come across him doing this impression it's just like an excuse i think i, I remember one of the, the fucking um trivia was that he wanted to write and being a film that his, his family can see and i think they've got that wrong so he, you know he wanted to be in a film that his kids could see because all his other films were too adult and i think what the, the line should read is that he got his kids to write a film and he then did that film because that's the only the only thing i can think yeah is that his children wrote this film. God, I mean, well, oh, that would make sense if a four-year-old put a pen to paper. I mean, yeah. The but stuff like, that... like when like your children give you a picture and you have to put it on the fridge, you're yeah. kind of waiting for the time that you can just take that down <laughs> and put it in the bin and move yeah. on with your life. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't really want it on your fridge. It was nice they gave it to you. It's a shit picture. <laughs> this is exactly that. It's like his kids wrote this film for him and he's put it on the fridge and he's just waiting for an appropriate time to take it down and put it in the bin. This but, is why I'm, I'm surprised that I've not heard about, until like I was given the movie as a gift, which is uh, in itself a strange thing to say. And before <laughs> maybe I was uh, prepped with, by, you know, I think we showed a clip of the, at least the turtle guy on our, one of our social media pages, like maybe a year ago over that. Just to say, oh, crikey, this is one for the future. I had never heard of this. And considering I was watching those kind of movies and I was a big fan of Wayne's World and, you know, I was well aware of it, all this kind of stuff. And it was big at the time, this kind of genre of movie. I'm really surprised. A gap. I, I, I'd never I heard realize. of this. No, but there's a, there was a big gap I didn't realise because I had a quick look. So let me just quickly scroll through. Because like, this basically killed his career, right? He, he was done this and then didn't really do anything else. So Wayne's World 2 was 1993. Christ. So that was uh, nine years before this came out. <clears throat> so between Wayne's World 2 and this film, he did a couple of TV slots. He was George Kellogg in The Road to Wellville, The Shot. He was in, I suppose he had a bit one vehicle in 96, but there's a big gap then till uh, he had a sort of cameo part in Little Nicky. And then there was this film in 2002. And then um, it didn't come back again then really to do film until Jack and Jill. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. Well, he in, I didn't remember him in Jack and Jill. What did he play in that? He was the scrappily puppeteer. Oh, well, fucking hell. I'm not really watching that just for that. I'm not really watching it just for that. <laughs> and uh, he's been um, a voice in Hotel Transylvania 2 and she got off with pets. But, like, I was the same as you. I was like, man, he was in Wayne's World 2 and stuff. And I like, why, why didn't I see this? And, he was weak um, in that, to be honest. I mean, Garth wasn't a very good character, wasn't he? He was a bit of a twat. Yeah. Can we talk, talk about Devlin Bowman, Brent Spinner? Yeah. Right, I've got that right there. He's, his little funny thing that they try to give it is when he, does his, when he does his evil laugh, he does a fart. I want you to drop your pizza apron. 
become a master of disguise once again and help me obtain the world's rarest treasures. You're a sick man, Bowman. <laughs> I had a question. Was it him farting or was it Fabrizio Disguisey farting? No, it's him. It's him. Because at the end, he, he laughs at the end, thinking, and he sort of is surprised that he doesn't fart and then goes, oh, but then does. But then, or was he just surprised that Fabrizio hasn't fired? And he's like, oh, he didn't fart this time. No, but then he I, does... I, I like to think that it was the other guy fighting. <laughs> That's, That's a... just his only way of just sort of Stopping shutting it. up his maniacal laugh. Just... <laughs> and then he looks like disappointed in himself that he's done it. I can taste it. Um, that, that, to be fired, was probably the funniest thing in the film. Um, you enjoyed that, did same. you? No, it's just <laughs> the funniest thing in this film. And it's just like, okay, well, you know, a fart is okay, if I, funny. Yeah, I think a, a misplaced or, or, yeah, a cheeky fart. Uh, <coughs> okay. I mean, I think because it's him, because it's Brent, and I, you know, I like him. Um, yeah. I, I kind of felt really sorry for him. I felt really sorry for, as I say, Jennifer Esposito. Uh, and, you know, Harold. Although Bill. Jennifer Aspie has also featured previously in the podcast because she was in Dracula 2000. Oh, uh, okay. This kind of um, vivacious vampire. Yeah. But, and, you know, Harold Gould, who's the grandfather disguisey. I mean, if it, I don't know if he's alive or anymore. I mean, I, I hope he is. Just, I find yeah. myself cringing every time you say the name because it's just like. It's grandfather the, disguisey. Just disguisey. It's like, come on. You can at least thought about it for more than five minutes at a time. This movie, right, disguisey. is two ninety nine on YouTube to rent. Okay. They're all two ninety nine. Okay, well, the, okay, this one in in standard definition, it's two ninety nine to rent. So, I well, I was. Is there a HD version? Yes, and it, which is three ninety nine. So the two ninety nine version is available on YouTube, and I would say regular listeners listeners to the podcast that are yeah. in, invest in this podcast and it, uh, and and are interested to know and to, to find out about these films that we give them every every week. I would strongly suggest, just out of morbid cop- you know, pure <laughs> curiosity, right? Or I don't strongly suggest. I would say, right, if you're on lockdown. Spend two pound ninety nine of your hard earned cash just to sit and witness the absolute fuckaroo, fuckadoodle, dally shittiness, <laughs> right? Of this this disaster to committed to celluloid because it is this is the podcast in a nutshell without finding anything good about it. This is the worst, the lowest of the low. The bar is not even set. It's on the ground. It's fucking through the earth's crust. It's in the middle of the... It's out the other end. This is... I'll, I'll go one better than that. I'll say, right, if someone responds... When we, when we put this ep- episode out on Twitter, we have to put this episode <laughs> out on Twitter, if someone responds with a comment, any kind of comment on there, if we get more than one, I'll have to do some kind of draw, I'll send them the DVD we got. <laughs> I'll, I will re-gift it. <laughs> 
<laughs> we will re-give the DVD. Actually, I, no, I, I tell you break what. lockdown rules and I will send them. I know. The I've, got, I've got an even better idea, Matthew. That's the start of it. Okay, so our listeners then become, we, sh- we will share the DVD around yeah. our listeners. So it's your then job to watch oh. it and then <laughs> and pass, pass it on. on. So you, we basically need to get some sort of thing going where we pass the DVD on to the next person. Yep. It's all about trust. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be holding the DVD with, you know, and watching it and then give us your rating. Well, we know what your rating is going to be. Well, you might yeah. like it. And if you like it, well, fair play. But <laughs> I don't care where you live in the world. If you have some form of postal <laughs> service, I will get you this DVD. Yeah, um, and then but on the on the on the caveat is you then have to you then have to pay for the postage to pass have to, on to yeah, next person. Have to send it We're to not re- yeah cheap. Do it. You know, I don't know. Recorded delivery. I think it's about three pound fifty. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> well, did it make any money though? Yeah, this is a guess, right? It's a quiz time. Tell me quiz time. Total quiz time. Total quiz time. How much do you think this film cost to make? Well, I'm not even looking at it. So without looking at it, I'd say... Well, yeah, obviously, because if you look at it, it's not it's a fucking cheap. question, it's is cheap. it? It's cheating. I'm not looking at it. Um, well, I was going to say the production values aren't bad, if anything. It's actually... <laughs> all right, okay. The production values are okay. So by that rationale, I'd say it was a, probably around, I don't know, the 60, 60 million? 60? Six zero? Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. What are you doing? No, 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 no. Six, That's um, a sci-fi spectacular. Sorry, no... No, I'm thinking about 20. Uh, no, I'm thinking less than that. I'm thinking about 16. It's exactly 16. Did it well, make that pissed money? on my fire. Yeah, it actually did. No. <laughs> it made 40 million in the US and then worldwide 43 million because no one else really liked Dana Carvey at that point. So, yeah, it, 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 it made money. It made money. And it's a runtime <laughs> of 80 minutes as well. So you're not even, like, when you buy your cinema ticket, you don't even get a lot. For your money but no. you would have been grateful really grateful that this I, was a short film <laughs> but i think 20 minutes of that are the the, the 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 like the closing credits with all that fucking tom did you watch twittering. it to the very 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 end of the credits? oh yeah did it I? just keeps going well what happens at the very end is fucking some sort of weird even oh, the weirder slap the slap guy so well, right, we get all this montage of credits <laughs> and he does more impressions he does the gladiator he does other people he pulls out which like, is awful by the way that yeah. impression and and he just brings out all sorts of other shit for the for the closing credits and then he does all the way through the film he's got like a training um robot thing which is made of wood that are called the slap guy which he slaps and it slaps him back but it's also got a computer voice even though it's clearly made out of wood um and at the, right at the end he's clearing the tables down and then the he, he notices that it's not making any noise he goes up to it and he he opens the back up and there's a tiny Tiny guy inside, like a real, like a dwarf person. But my inside. problem was, he's facing the wrong fucking way. Yeah. Like if you're a, a, a dwarf controlling a robot, you want to be facing where the face is, right? So that you can. Doesn't he turn him round though? He doesn't he turn him round and open no, I the think back he's up? Just there. Because he's also dressed like Mario, right? He's dressed like Mario. Yes. Well, he's got like blue dungarees and yes. a red top on and a little hat. And, Has a, he got and, a, and a curly moustache. Yeah, so he picks him out. And he goes, hello, little man. What are you doing in there? And he just goes, me slappy. And then slaps him. And then they have a little chase up or down the street. Yep. And then they sit together at the end and have a drink together. And 
and he does that whole shitty thing where people do it go, hey, what are you still doing here? The movie's over, go go back home sort of thing. See if everyone's fucking sat there watching this dribble. And then and then the, the, the lights go down. 40 million and, pounds. <laughs> and the lights go down. The little man goes, hey, I'm sad. Why are you sad? I wanted to say goodbye. And then the lights get back up and he goes, bye-bye. It's like... And then there's a dog. It was a dog that did it. And then there's another thing with the fucking dog, yeah. The dog just rolls over. It's, it's weird. It's they've got, yeah, there's a, there's a little dog companion as well called like Mr. Cute Face or something like that. It's fucking shit. Cute, cutie pie. Okay, we're going to wrap this up in a nice little shitty bow, okay? Yeah. Because I was going to say, the, the one thing, before we move on to the reviews and stuff, the one thing I, I, I can take from this... The one thing is the, the production values uh, show the money. There, there is the, the, the costumes are okay. The sets look absolutely reasonable. Reasonable, sorry, for a two thousand and two movie. So it's it, it's fine in that respect. The rest of it, yeah, dog show. The only thing that was good about this film is that I realised that James Brolin was Josh Brolin's dad. That's it. Fair point. So it's the reviews time. <laughs> it's reviews. Well, it's been a while since you've done these. I know. Uh, the best impression ever. Hey, come on, guys. This movie is great. It has about a, a dozen moments that would make you laugh to death. Dana Cavey is a fantastic comedian. He does a lot of impressions in the pitch that make it the movie worth of a higher grade. About seven, I'd say. He's, he's given this 10 out of 10. <laughs> the scene from Jaws almost made me laugh to death. So he's laughed to death twice already. <laughs> also... The actress that shares the screen with Dana Carvey, as well as Brent, Mr. Data Spinner, made a good supporting crew. I believe most people thought this should be more serious, more intellectual. I love the way he's misspelled intellectual as well. It's just simple and good jokes. Come on, you guys. Should evaluate this movie better. <laughs> funny, very funny movie. Jeromba, 23rd of March 2004, two years after the film was made. Mm, so give it a nice little chance to settle. My my one's by uh, Pummykin, uh, <laughs> uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, come on, guys, it's a kid movie, not 007. Uh, that's the title. I am disappointed in everyone who voted negatively against this movie. I hadn't seen it in the theatre, but saw Dana Carvey on The View talking about it, so I rented it. <coughs> See, I've done this for a while. <laughs> he said he wrote it for eight-year-old kids. Come on, guys, it's awesome for that age group. In fact, my four-year-old and seven-year-old loved it. They watched it seven times in five days. <laughs> God, oh God. Please don't take offense at this. I don't usually let them watch that TV much, but they really like it. <laughs> so basically, he, he's apologizing for letting his kid watch that much amount of television. Who fucking who cares? My four-year-old son still quotes pistachio all the time and just laughs and laughs. He keeps saying, Mom, remember that part in Masters of the Skies? Masters of the Sky. Oh, because he can't say it properly. So all you uh, people who are dissing this movie, just stop it. Go analyze dramas and thrillers and leave the great people who are making good kid movies alone. Yeah, it's all fun and games until your fucking kid tries to bite your nose off and spit it back onto your face again. Exactly. Would you show this movie to your kids? Um, I, I tried to because I had to watch it this afternoon. So I thought, well, I had a quick look. So it was a PG and I thought to myself, I'll just whack it on. But they, they, um, 
evacuated the room as soon as the title started going. They're like, nah, this isn't for us, Dad. Well, I'd be absolutely mortified if my kids found this funny. Absolutely mortified because it's inappropriate for, for one. And also, you know, there's bits in it which are a bit sort of... There's lots of, like, big bomb, big bum jokes, especially uh ladies with big bottoms and the fact that he finds yeah, them attractive the scenes, right is that they were trying like they, were, they used four big bottom ladies to distract him because yeah but he because his girlfriend that he what he thought is his girlfriend his love interest before the, the real one turns up jennifer is got yeah. a got a like a massive bottom and they actually obviously use prosthetics to make it look bigger but he, he loves or do they i mean i don't know well i think so because it, it looks well, it doesn't look in proportion to the rest of her. And then um, there's a bit where he's walking down the street with the granddad and they look at a lady crossing the road with a dog who's got a big bottom and they go, ooh, ooh la la. And then it turns around and it's a man. And then they basically... The woman, not the dog, right? Yeah, yeah. And they basically got ice creams. And that, that was weird as well. It's just a weird placement of a pun about them, uh, you know, perving on a bottom and then it being a man. And then basically them having their ice creams in their mouths like... That, that sticking out the cones, sticking out their mouths, going, ooh. And then they'll say, what's, oh, fu- yeah. what, what's, what's funny about that? Please it's, explain. It's bizarre, but I, I'm with you on this. I think um, everyone should go out and, A, enter the competition, for want of a better word, to, uh, to win the DVD, and B, or, or if, that, if you, you know, aren't so lucky to win, um, just to fork out that two ninety nine or you know, find it somewhere else. Yeah, rent it for two ninety nine because it actually costs you the same amount of money if you're going to do the competition is to is to send it to the next person. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to, we'll do that. Just DM us on our Twitter handle, and uh, we'll 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 contact you. One of us will contact you, and we'll get your details, and we'll we'll send it to you. And then yeah. we'll just on on the premise that you send it back, uh, or you pass it on to the next person who Not wants to send it to back. You want it fucking back? <laughs> well, it's to go in <laughs> our. It, our co- <laughs> it's to go in our collection, isn't it? It's to go back. It's got to go in the bunker. For fuck's sake. Well, that's that then. <laughs> we can categorically say that's the the worst movie we've done in the uh, in the career of the podcast so far. Yeah, of all the films that have like meant to have been good or have sort of some redeeming feature, but I, I don't think we didn't manage to pull out a single one. So no, yeah, I think it's the it is the worst film we've done. It's the benchmark, <laughs> <laughs> just the wrong end of the bench. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you like, I say if you're new to the web, uh, new to the podcast and you like what you hear, leave a review. That would be fantastic. Rate us and follow us on social media. Just uh, search for the Movie Bunker Podcast. Or go to the website, which is moviebunkerpodcast.com. And so next episode, I think we've got another chat or a bonus bunker episode or lockdown episode. And then we'll be back on the weekend. So yeah, doing more films. Yeah. So uh, see you later, Matt. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.